Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Hello, good people. Good evening, new listeners and old listeners and everyone in, the, in between. Uh, I am Skyblaze, this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega, and this is Winterfest! Yes, it is a special Winterfest episode of the Hidden Palace today, with a grab bag assortment of interesting topics, uh, and even a prize giveaway! Yes, one lucky person can win a Dreamcast bag with the orange swirl, so a Japanese version of the Dreamcast, courtesy of our friends at Insert Point Clothing. There'll be more about that later in the show, but that's what you can win as the prize for this show. So I hope you're looking forward to that. Hello to everybody who's on the Discord chat, hello to people who are on Twitter or Facebook, and hello to everybody new who is listening. So I'm the person who talks about weird and obscure crap from uh, the Sega universe, and uh, for example, did you know that at one point Sega was in fact in talks with Microsoft with regards to allowing the Xbox, the original one, to play Dreamcast games. Talks actually failed after Microsoft refused to let Dreamcast games get, have the ability to connect to the internet, preferring that only Xbox titles get access to the new Xbox Live service. I'm really not sure how I feel about this one. Because on the one hand, it may have extended the Dreamcast lifespan and maybe allowed it to penetrate a bit better into America and Europe. On the other hand, those awful early Xbox controllers. You remember the really huge ones that were like the size of a breeze block. And then there's the fact that Microsoft seems to screw up anything that it gets its sticky little mitts on. Well, yes, I did work in IT support for quite a long time. How can you tell? <laughs> it's going to be one of those days. I am super nervous, actually. Uh, wasn't the Xbox controller also based on the Dreamcast? Mr. Jamie Wonderman asked. Uh, there's some design elements that are similar, but it's not really quite the same. And I have a much easier time holding a Dreamcast controller than I ever did the original Xbox controller. I have tiny hands. Holding a Dreamcast controller is about the limits of what I can do, and even that's uncomfortable after a while. The original Xbox controller was just straight up impossible. I, I have such tiny hands that when I used to do fencing, I actually had to order custom fencing gloves in child sizes. That's how tiny my hands are. Ho-hum. So, let's start off with some music then. Since uh, I, I mentioned Dreamcast, let's have some music from Dreamcast. Uh, let's start off with some music from Fantasy Star Online, and let's have Growl from the Depths of the Earth.
And we are back. And that was the title theme from Choo Choo Rocket, I think. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, it was the title screen from Choo Choo Rocket, and prior to that it was Growl from the Depths of the Earth from Fantasy Star Online. Uh, the chat is talking about what the uh, best controller are, controller is. Um, I'm arguing for the Wavebird from, which is a wireless GameCube controller, because the Wavebirds were amazing. Uh, some people are saying it's the PlayStation 2 controller, some other people are arguing for the Dreamcast controller. It's a bit getting quite heated. Uh, I quite like the Wavebirds and I really like the current PS4 controllers, I think they're really comfortable to use. Again, partially because I have tiny hands. Back to the main topic. Uh, most of you will be familiar with the Saturn game by the name of Nights into Dreams. You may have noticed there's been quite a lot of music for it this evening, with good reason, because it's amazing. And I imagine that most of you will also know about the special demo disc Christmas Nights. It was a promotional sampler disc with one level of nights released for Christmas 1996. Uh, the most interesting thing about this demo disc is that by changing the Saturn's internal clock to various dates, or by actually waiting for the dates to roll around, but who's got that much patience? Uh, you can get special bonus content, such as being able to play as Riala on April Fool's Day. There are various other things that you can do with it as well. I'm not going to go through all of them because I'll be here all night. Uh, another unique feature of the demo is the presents that you can unlock, which is basically a kind of memory matching minigame. But one of the rewards for completing it was the ability to play through the level as Sonic and fight a Santa Robotnik thus making this technically Sonic's first ever 3D appearance. Yep. The Santa Robotnik's really hilarious, by the way. Uh, it looks really kind of squishy. It's funny as hell. Uh, Green Viper's saying, Christmas Nights, you're pronouncing it wrong. It's pronounced the best game of all time. <laughs> Somebody's posted in the Discord chat an amazing Dreamcast cake. I want it. I want it really badly for my next birthday. Uh, Don't saying uh, in the Discord chat, if I remember rightly, the Santa Robotnik is sort of based on Puffy. Uh, that's what I've read as well, um, so it's probably accurate. Uh, Zonic's asking if the re-release of Nights has the Christmas stuff. Uh, yes, it is, but I think you have to unlock it, and I can't currently remember how. Anyway, since we're talking about Nights, let's have some music from Nights. Uh, let's have something from the Lucid Dreaming album by OC Remix. Uh, let's have uh, She Can Has Long Ears by Fishy.
live shows and community content all weekend long. You're listening to Radio Sega's Winterfest 2016.
are back. And that was Dream Bells from Nights into Dreams, Christmas Nights, and She Can Has Long Ears from the Lucid Dreaming album by Fishy. Right, it's competition time! Da 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 da! And so on and so forth. So, I'm going to ask five questions. Uh, the final question is worth two points. And the first person to send me all of the correct answers, or the first person to get most, uh, like to get the number, uh, the highest number of points, will win the Dreamcast bag from Insert Coin Clothing. So, is everyone ready? Okay. Then we shall begin. First question. What was the Sega code name for the 32X? What was the Sega code name for the 32X? Question 2. The twin stick peripheral controller was designed for which game? The twin stick peripheral controller was designed for which game? Question 3. What two characters appeared for the first time outside of Japan in Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing? What two characters appeared for the first time outside Japan in Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing? Question 4. What did Sega originally stand for? What did Sega originally stand for? Question 5, and this one is worth two points. The ending song from Sonic 2 is adapted from another song. Name the song and the band that performed it. One point for the song, one point for the band. PM me with the answers once you've got them, please. PM me with the answers once you've got them. Don't answer it in the main chat. Okay, we've got some people getting uh, getting answers in. Right, counting down because we are having people getting answers in. And that was somebody setting a firework off outside of my window. I apologise for that. Okay, it seems we have... Uh, somebody's asking me to repeat the final question again. The ending song for Sonic 2 is adapted from another song. 
Name the song and the band that performed it. Okay, I think we have a winner. Let me just check the timing. Yeah, we've got a winner. Uh, congratulations. Uh, hashtag uh, staff winning again. Um, it's Green Viper 8. Green Viper 8 has won the Dreamcast bag. I'll give you the answers to those questions now. Thank you for everybody who sent me uh, sent me answers. Uh, PT Kickass, uh, Louis Jones, Mr. Wonderman, II1980, Green Viper. All of you sent uh, sent answers. Uh, Green Viper is the one who got the highest number of points. So yeah, Green Viper gets a gets a, another uh, another bag that you've won, or is this is this the, your first bag? Right, the answer to the question, what was the Sega code name for the 32X? It was Project Mars. And the number two, the twin stick peripheral controller was designed for which game? It was Virtual On, but I would have accepted Cyber Troopers Virtual On or Virtual On. Okay? Uh, what two characters appeared for the first time outside of Japan in Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing? It was Zombio and Zombico. Uh, number four, what did Sega originally stand for? It was Service Games, because they were originally for the US Armed Forces. I'll talk more about that in another show. Uh, number five, the ending song for Sonic 2 is adapted from another song. Name the song and the band that performed it. It was Sweet, Sweet, Sweet by Dreams Come True. Okay. So, congrats to Green Viper. Uh, can you send me your uh, name address and telephone number by PM, please? And I will make sure that that gets passed along to the relevant people so your bag gets to you. Right, let's have some music. And since I was talking about um, Sweet, 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 let's have Sweet, Sweet, Sweet. Enjoy.
back and that was Sweet 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 by Dreams Come True which was adapted into the closing theme of Sonic 2. 
for people who were worried about me because of the bangs and crashes uh, happening earlier, it's people setting fireworks off outside for no readily apparent reason. It's not gunfire as Rapid Run was worried about. Everything is fine. I can see multiple sparkles. It's okay. Thank you so much for your concern though. I'm actually quite touched by that. Moving on. Um, anyone else have music lessons in high school that were utter garbage? Because mine certainly were. Hopefully though, uh, somebody had an alternative if you were prepared to put a fork out about between three to four hundred dollars. The Miracle Piano teaching system consisted of a fairly high quality keyboard, connecting cables, foot pedals and software as licensed cartridges for the NES, SNES or the Genesis Mega Drive. You know, the one we're concerned about. The keyboard had MIDI inputs and outputs and came pre-programmed with 128 different sounds and had a standard audio output so you could hook it into your stereo system if you fancied. The game on the cartridge had a library of 48 songs and drilled you in your piano skills with game-like exercises. It could even track your progress and provide feedback. Now the gaming magazines and other uh, like regular press who saw this thing uh, were pretty impressed with the device at the time, saying that though it was a very expensive piece of kit, it really did what it claimed to and actually did teach you the piano. The problem was that it was uh, pretty hardcore and you had to really care about actually being dedicated enough to learn the piano, because it was hard. Learning the piano was difficult. Now sadly, the Miracle didn't sell terribly well, making them fairly rare. And the factory seal Genesis Mega Drive versions are worth upwards of $400 these days. So, if you happen to find one of those at a car boot sale, pick it up. It might be worth something. Now, Rapid Run saying this game keyboard sounds really cool. It does! I really wish I'd, I could have found one when I was a kid because I wanted to learn keyboard, but as I said, my music lessons at school were garbage. So, I really wish I'd done more with music lessons at school. I've had to teach everything my, uh, everything I know myself, so, you know. Let's have some more music, shall we? Um, since we're talking about, uh, since it's winter time, since this is Winterfest, um, yeah, there's, there's a couple of loud cars going past, I'm not really sure what's going on out there. I'm right next to a main road, so I apologise for any interference from the loud cars going past. Actually, we do get people, like, doing boy racing type nonsense outside of the, uh, from the, the lights at the bottom of the road, straight up past my, my window. It's really irritating. Um, especially when you have a migraine. But, let's move on. Let's have some music. Let's have uh, an OC remix from Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Let's have Ice Cold Retro OC Remix by Joshua Morse.
cold outside, why not stay in and enjoy some quality Sega tunes? You're listening to Radio Sega's Winterfest 2016. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. We are back, and that was Sonic the Hedgehog 3 Ice Cold Retro OC Remix from Joshua Morse. So everybody loves glitches, right? Oh wait, no, no, not not love. The other thing. Hey, there are some pretty interesting ones, though. Uh, the sort of things that get abused by speedrunners, for example. The sort of things that actually make your life easier. For example, Afterburner on the Master System has a glitch where if you bank your plane all the way to the left and keep it there, this results in enemies being completely unable to hit you all the way up until level 12. So fast route to level 12 I guess. Seems a bit cheap but hey ho if it works. Or for another Master System glitch, in Zillion when you go down the first elevator, go to the first room on the right and access the computer while an enemy robot is standing directly in front of it. Enter the 0.0.0.0 aka the suicide code and exit the computer. If this glitch is performed correctly, you don't actually die and instead you become completely invincible as bullets will go directly through you. The downside of doing this is that it means you're no longer actually able to switch characters, but the game is beatable despite that. Uh, Jamie Wonderman's asking if I mean Outrun. Uh, I would explain, but it's a Radio Sega meme regarding Outrun and Afterburner getting confused with each other. It gets very confusing very quickly. Don't worry about it. Just accept it and move on. Smile and wave, as I do. Smile and wave, boys. I should put that on my little kind of auxiliary pl player thing. Smile and wave, boys. Let's have some more music. Uh, let's have some music from Afterburner. Uh, this is Afterburner's Super Stripe. Enjoy.
And we are back, and that was Super Stripe from Afterburner. Blah blah blah, outrun blah. Carry on, chat, because I know you will. Have fun doing whatever it is you do. Anyway, were you aware? I know some of you were, because some of you guys told me, but were the rest of you aware that Duke Nukem 3D got a Mega Drive release? Yes, indeed. It was developed by Sega Distributed Tech Toy for release in Brazil in 1998, and much later got a worldwide, worldwide release, I can say words, in 2015. Now, rather than attempt to port the entire game as is, which the Mega Drive almost certainly would not be able to handle, Tech Toy instead created a simplified version of the level maps. Though most of the textures, sprites and sounds are almost identical to the PC version. The result has a fairly flat layout that somewhat resembles Wolfenstein 3D, although that's not really a bad thing in my humble opinion. Either way, it's a pretty impressive technical achievement, and it gives us another look into the strange parallel universe that is Brazil, where Sega is, and always shall be, king of consoles. Uh, Mr. Wonderman saying that he didn't know it got a worldwide release. It did. Uh, I forgot the name of the distributor. Um, it was Mr. Jamie Wonderman who told me about this initially, and I looked into it in a bit more uh, detail. It's actually it. It looks pretty decent for what it is. It's as I say, it's a pretty technical, a pretty impressive technical achievement. Uh, worth checking out playthroughs, or uh, if you can find a copy, worth having a look. So, this gives me an excuse to actually play music from Duke Nukem 3D. <laughs> so I'm going to do that. I'm going to play Grab Bag, aka the theme from Duke Nukem 3D, composed by Lee Jackson. Enjoy!
You're listening to Radio Sega's Winterfest 2016. Get chilly with it. And we are back. And that was, unbelievably, uh, Grab Bag, aka the theme from Duke Nukem 3D by Lee Jackson and Bobby Prince. Um... Because, yeah, turns out that there was a version of Duke Nukem 3D for the Mega Drive. Well. Now, I've previously done episodes uh, entirely around cut content, which is uh, one of those subjects that I find deeply fascinating. For example, Virtua Fighter originally had a character named Siba, also known as Majido, who was in the prototypes but replaced by Akira. Allegedly, early versions of the arcade board could be hacked to put him back in, and he was later playable as a character in Fighters Megamix. It was also discovered much later on that there were many more unfinished characters buried deep in the Virtua Fighter code, such as Jeff, a muscular soldier-esque character who looks a bit like Guile only he's wearing a cap, an alternate version of Akira who looked a lot like one of the Mishimas from Tekken, and a character who used Doral's moveset, but looks pretty different. I really like cut content. I don't know what it is. There's a, a, a great wiki called The Cutting Room Floor, which actually has a load of information, including a lot of the information I pulled up for this and for previous episodes. So... Uh, some people are still discussing how exactly the uh, Duke Nukem 3D port could actually work. It's a good question. As soon as one of you figures it out, please let me know. Um, I don't know what it is about Brazil. Uh, just Sega wins forever there, apparently. Anyway, I am going to close out this episode because after me there uh, is Shadow Remix with his show, uh, The Hit and Mix. Uh, after that, it's the Chaos Control Center with CD-ROM 1019 and BDX The Bad Influence. After that, it is Blastmas 3 uh, with The Blast Processors, those great remixes. At 4am, we're getting up to the Sega Nerdcast with the Sega Nerds, and there is a yet-to-be-announced show uh, with Kori Maru, although I think that may have changed now. I think that's actually been announced. Let me double check. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, the last show of the day has actually been cancelled now. So tonight, uh, tonight's Friday night Winterfest will end with the Sega Nerdcast with the Sega Nerds. So, next up is the Hit and Mix with Shadow Remix. I'm sure you will all have a great time with him. Uh, so, thank you so much to everybody who's been listening. Thank you so much to the people who have been on the Discord chat interacting with me. And the people who participated in the little mini quiz. Uh... Thanks to the people on Twitter and Facebook as well. I hope you're having a great Winterfest. I am going to have one more regular Hidden Palace for this year on the 21st. And then I'm going to take a break until the new year. 
So next week, next Wednesday, is going to be the last Hidden Palace of the year. And I hope you'll join me then. But until then, one last track for tonight, and then we're ending out. So, last track for today is Sarah from Virtual Fighter Remix. Thank you ever so much, people. Take care. Have a great Christmas if I don't see you next uh, episode. Good night, everyone. Have fun and enjoy Winterfest.
You're listening to Radio Sega's Winterfest 2016. For our full programming schedule, check out RadioSega.net.